0: Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast. This is a repost of today's podcast in terms of dealing with conflicts and relationships or whatever. I just realized that the audio that I was playing, it was very, very faint. I don't understand why that audio is faint, but again, if I play audio off YouTube, it's very loud. So that was my bad. I do apologize. And what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna go over the four A through D and then we're going to go over some negotiating and compromising tips, all right? So again, I wanted to just hurry up and repost this because I saw a lot of you were clicking on it and listening to it, only to hear, you know, the, basically the recording very, very faint in the background. I know this recording was very, very extensive. So I'm going to give you my voice so I don't have to rely on technology, and then we'll go from there. So here we go. Let's do this. A- BCD. There are four ways that people tend to react when conflict occurs, often as a result of their temperament or their upbringing. These are, A, some students may feel or some people may feel resentful towards someone in their group. This could be at home, this could be at school, this could be at work, wherever it may be. Perhaps it's about the amount they contribute, okay? or the quality of their work but never talk to those specific individuals directly they may think that you know by saying nothing they are keeping the peace but in fact through this non-action the overall group assessment may suffer now i can tell you from experience about three four years ago normally i'm a very personable guy but if i end up getting quiet Everyone at my job three, four, five years ago, they would be like, "Uh oh, something's wrong," and then that would fester. It would boil up, boil up, and then what ended up happening to me is, I would send a very egregious, okay, a very insidious email to some of these individuals, and I called out uh, many of different people. Now it was not; it wasn't the the previous coordinator I had, it was the new coordinator from England. Again, I wouldn't say, it, you know, it's not so much where he's from, but it's the fact that his, his narrow-mindedness is unbelievable. His view on life, is terrifying, it is drab. And so if I stay quiet, all of that would just boil up. And then when that email comes, it just destroys. And I love it. Yeah, well, I loved it back then because he was rightfully, he was deserving of that email. But this is when instead of, a pull them aside and say, listen, I don't know who you think you're talking to. But again, that's more of an attack and say, hey, I would like you to speak to me in this way rather than this way. Don't try to do this or do not speak to me in this tone in front of these group of people. I would like to add my opinion or I would like to talk to you you about this, but not in front of these individuals. Don't call out, you know what I mean? Just pull them aside and tell them directly how you feel. If you take that home, you're going to take it out on your family members, your brothers, your sisters. There was a time where my mom came home from a very difficult day at work. From the moment she stepped in the door to the staircase, it's probably about 15 steps. By the time she was going up the steps, She was like, if you don't like it, get the hell out. She was going crazy. Why? Because she took something that should have been settled at work home. And she took it out on us, which is completely unfair. So that's a way of handling that. Let's go into B. Saying that everything is fine. When you don't feel that way is all just as ineffective as avoiding a conflict situation completely. When you give in to a more dominant personality in the group, and none of your suggestions are incorporated into a project or incorporated or your opinion in general, the outcome may be negative for the entire group of people that are involved. So what do I mean by that? Well, my brother was a very, very dominant figure. If any of you have ever watched the movie Fences, Viola Davis, Denzel Washington, my brother plays the role of Denzel Washington whatever he says goes, he has such a dominant personality, such a dominant voice, such a big presence in the household that most people are just terrified, including his son, even his wife. Terrified beyond belief. Why? Because, hey, you know, they're afraid of actually including their opinion. So my brother, you know, I knew that anything I said, if he said it was blue, but it was red, I would have to agree with them and say it's blue, or else his anger level would go way beyond anything I could I could handle. and then there would be a fight. Yes, there was a time that I had to call the police on him just to get my bag out of the damn home in the evening. Oh I'm sorry, in the morning because he was completely irate. This is how ridiculous that individual is, and he just has to you know realize and say, "Man, there is something seriously wrong with me." But again. That's completely different when it comes to family. See, when it's in a group, a dominant figure, someone that says, oh, well, I think we should do this. Oh, I think we should do this. Oh, I think we should do this and say, hey, can I include my opinion? Thank you very much. I'm against that. Now, let me give you three reasons why. Now, what does the rest of the group mean? What does the rest of the group mean? Not you. You see what I mean? Sometimes you have to be a little bit more dominant over the other individual. That doesn't always work, especially in different cultures. I know Japan, you're not supposed to do that. I know in Saudi Arabia, Iraq. I know I understand how that is, especially from a female perspective in other countries. I get it. But there are different ways you could go around that. and That's why personal development is just amazing. So let's go into part C. If you're so narrowly focused on your own ideas and you immediately just shut down the suggestions of others, you're going to be ended up like, you're going to end up in a deadlock. Right? So you never want to hear, but we can't agree on anything. See, that's exactly what those, uh, what, what, what the therapists hear when they're going through that marital, you know, that marital dis- discontent, <laughs> When two spouse, you know, the husband and the wife walk in and say, oh, we can't agree on anything. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. This doesn't work. Why? Because there's a very, very dominant personality, or maybe both of them are dominant personalities. Therefore, they just do not want to listen. So you have to understand that win-win situations, it's important. And again, how to criticize and not be hated for it, like I've told you about hopefully in the previous podcast. So how can we actually how can I give you actionable steps from a personal development standpoint, from a non-native English speaking standpoint, from a human perspective? Well, we got to figure out how to compromise. First, always speak to the person face-to-face. Avoid using email and texting because, again, those words could be taken right out of context. What could be a very, a very uplifting message to you might be a, a, a massive attack to someone else. Okay, now that's your number one. Talk to them face to face. Before you do that, make sure that this bullet point number two: list the things that you cannot compromise on. Okay, or list the things that you need to go over, or list the things that you are experiencing, not the things that this person's not doing, but you're experiencing. Like, well, you know what? I feel like my voice isn't being heard. Let me give you three examples. Right? Never go after. Oh, well, she's not doing. She, she, she. No. I want to hear about you i what you personally feel and so other people can relate to it next you got to focus on pinpointing those goals right actionable items so once you establish that ground say okay where can we go from here you know i've been trying to discuss this with you know uh, a friend that i have and it just seems that it's just not working whatsoever i say okay listen There's this, there's this, there's this. I see how you feel, so where can we go from here? But when you're dealing with someone that doesn't know anything about personal development, it becomes very, very difficult. And so it can become increasingly difficult to the point where you're going to have to compromise or just say, you know what, I feel like this is the end of this project, end of this relationship, end of this friendship, because there's no compromising. But make sure that you go through all the steps before you get to that specific point, right? Understand the worries that you possibly share, right? And see if you could just reinforce that partnership in any way, shape, or form, right? So again, going into four, during that negotiation, again, talk about the I, what you're experiencing. Refer to only the problems, the problem, not attacking the other individual. I'm talking about the problem that there is. Things aren't getting done. Okay, why aren't things getting done? Who is directly associated with these things that aren't getting done? Okay, you three. So let's see. Let's figure out a plan. All right, what is it? Okay, so you don't have time. Let's see. Why don't you have time? Let's get to the basis. Boom. You have to get to the foundation of everything. So then you could solve it from the ground up. And you got to come up with that mutual, be- the, 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 the mutual benefits. It needs to be mutually beneficial for everybody. The win-win situations. Because again, if you have three people and you put everything on just one person because they have more experience, that's not being mutually beneficial. It has to be scattered throughout everyone. And that last one, again, you got to figure out what everyone's roles are, what everyone's responsibilities are. You know, figure out what the day, uh, you know, the deadlines are, if there are any deadlines or even being at home if you're a parent the children must know their roles. Like if my mom comes home at 4 p.m. every day, the trash should have been taken out. Was it taken out all the time? No, why? Because I didn't know my role. My mom didn't sit me down and say, listen, your role is the trash. And I'd be like, how come Steven doesn't take out the trash? And I will always say that. And why? Because I felt like my brother in general, felt like he was the older one so he didn't have to do anything. So if you try to tell him to do something he would just completely go crazy. And so even with the dishes. Like, okay, whose turn is it to wash dishes? This should have been a set schedule. You see? So understanding the roles in whatever relationship you are, whatever partnership you're on, what or you're in, whatever business you're in, this is important too. So this is what coaching is all about, people. This is what personal development is all about. And I hope you guys got something from this. I went over the A through D the negotiating compromises, this is this was probably a little bit more better than, oh, well, a little bit better, more better, uh, a little bit better than, of course, uh, you know, the previous, what is it, the 23-minute 23, uh, 23 podcast I did because I went over everything in detail so that it can, it can relate to everyone out there. So, in saying that, guys, I do apologize for the previous podcast. What a failure that was, but guess what? Here I am at 721 in the morning, hurrying up for a repost. And for those of you who have listened to it all the way through, guess what? You have two more podcasts today, and it's about different services that I offer in terms of Opal and IELTS, because a lot of you have been listening to my IBT, IBD, and all IELTS, also goic. So again, with that being said, guys, make sure that you stay tuned for that. Apologies for the previous podcast, but you got a fiery one now. The blog still is available, so tune into that. I'm your host, as always, over and out.